Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I am so glad that you guys decided to join us today. It is that time before Good Friday going into Resurrection Sunday, and I couldn't be happier to be in this studio with my good friend Mike Blaine, who is our van driver. He's my friend. Uh, He is a man that I count as having great integrity and honesty, and so I'm, I'm glad he's here with me. Before we get started, however, there's something that troubles my heart. I heard that, uh, that there have been some attacks on Asian Americans because of the COVID flu thing that's going around, and Americans are Americans, whether they are Uh, Asian or whether they're African-American, whether they're European, an American is an American. And to attack somebody because they happen to be Asian, because there happens to have been this COVID from China, that is just so wrong. Listen, first of all, even in China, it's not the Chinese people. It's the Chinese government, the communist government that's responsible, not the people The people of China suffered greatly from this as well. And then in this country, do you know how many uh, Chinese churches there are, how many other kinds of Asian churches there are that all claim the name of Jesus Christ? They're not responsible. And for you to walk, or not you, but for somebody to walk down the street, and I heard that some elderly uh, Chinese woman was kicked in the chest by some guy, uh, just pure hate. I mean, come on, guys. That's that's not who we are. And I truly believe that the people listening to this radio station are not those people, but we really need to get the word out that that's just wrong on every level. You know that when the pandemic hit and we needed masks, we were really having a hard time getting masks, getting hand sanitizer and stuff. Did you know that it was a Chinese missionary group that came and delivered thousands of masks to us in 95s like we needed, and hand sanitizer? These were people from a Chinese church that had sent them out as missionaries, Chinese here, a Chinese-American. So please— Those people walking down the street aren't responsible for that. And listen, if they were, I'd tell you, listen, my wife died from COVID-19. I was in the hospital for a week with COVID-19. Mike, who we're going to talk to in a minute, was sick in bed and thought he was going to die from COVID-19. And still, I got to tell you, there isn't one time, one moment that I ever would have blamed one of the Chinese Americans for that. So come on, it's, it's, that's as bad as in World War II when they locked up Japanese Americans because they were Japanese. Come on, an American is an American, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter about the rest. Anyway, it was just something I didn't realize until one of our guys brought it up to me that there's been attacks on on Chinese people. I didn't even know about it. And I I couldn't even understand why that would happen. That doesn't make any sense to me. 
So at any rate, I'm sorry. I'll get off the soapbox now, and we'll go and we'll talk to Mike. Mike has been on the show several times, and Mike is our van driver. He's been at the mission for about 17 years. I hired him when I got there over 15 years ago, almost 16, and I hired him uh, first in the warehouse and then moved on to being our driver. He's a great uh, ambassador for the mission. He People like him because he won't leave until they do. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> but at any rate— so Michael has gone through a series of very hard times right now, and I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about what happened and how that all came about. But Mike, would you say hello to the folks out there for me? Well, hello, Sacramento and outlying areas. Um, glad to be here once again, and I hope you're all doing well. And one other thing I would say about the uh, attacks on the Chinese is we need to pray yeah, for the right. people that were attacking yeah. That, that their hearts would be changed, that's that they right. would see the truth and uh, repent. Yes, absolutely. Um, it so, takes repentance. Yeah. That's just unbelievable, especially yeah. an elderly person. Are you yeah. kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, in my, in my worst day, I would never have, have harmed an old person. I don't think you would have harmed any person. Well, no, but I mean, when I was young, I got in a few fights and stuff like that, but I would never hurt somebody defenseless, you know, even back then. But bottom line is, Michael, I'd like you to tell uh, the folks what started this whole thing. You you have had uh, cancer, and what started it? How did you notice it? Well, um, for a while— uh, I noticed I had a lump growing in my neck, and it it was getting bigger. And uh, I happened to go to my doctor, not for that, but uh, for for another uh, reason. And while I was there, I pointed it out, and of course, my doctor wanted to uh, take a better look at that and sent me to the cancer people. <laughs> And uh, so we did the the biopsy. We did the. You were there. You came and yeah, I and was there. picked me up. And you know they put you in the big tube and all the goodies. They they certainly uh, put you through enough things to to be sure. But they were sure that it was uh, cancer. Um, so uh, after that, of course, you have the treatment. And but I had to. A window there where I could eat uh, as much as I possibly could eat pies, cakes, donuts, ice cream, anything that would give me calories, which turned out to be a, a good thing because I ended up losing little over fifty pounds. Um, Not yeah. from eating like that. He no, no, he no. gained weight so he would have something more to lose. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now I think I'm I'm probably right where I should be. So uh, maybe um, a few pounds up. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a few. Um, yeah, but it's behind me. It's uh, there was a lot of prayer. Uh, there was on, a lot on of my prayer. behalf from so many different avenues. I'm, I'm really truly all of you who who have uh, lifted me up in prayer and and uh, and all of you who who have uh, gone to God on on my behalf. Thank you, Amen. very, very much. I'm a, a man of prayer myself, and I and I know 
that uh, God God hears our prayers and uh, answers them the way they should be answered. Amen. Um, not always the way that we think they should be answered. Yeah, so that's right. I'm so grateful for, for every prayer on my behalf. Thank you once again. Um, and it's behind me. I, yeah, I you finished. Know, that's right. I finished uh, chemo. My last chemo was a little over two weeks ago. Um, I had 35 radiation treatments, and and that's behind me. The blisters are uh, all but gone now. It just feels like a sore throat. That's all. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're on the men. <laughs> we're we're he, on the men. He is definitely getting back to being who Mike has always been. And pain in the, pain in the <laughs> bottom. No, no. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but there was there was still some pretty exciting news through that time too. You know, at first he was diagnosed, and they said he had throat cancer, and that was pretty scary. And this was scary enough. But then they, in reexamination and everything, they found out that he, he did in fact have throat cancer, but it was localized in one of his tonsils and my lymph nodes. Yeah, and and so that was actually uh, kind of a blessing as well. But I think the thing I was the most worried about with Mike was the fact that I knew that his throat would blister, not on the outside. It did a little of that, too, but it blistered on the inside. The radiation is like repeatedly being scalded in his throat. And if you've ever had a pretty bad sore throat, and I have, uh, it's excruciating sometimes to bear every swallow brings this rain of pain on you. <clears throat> and so, but Mike came through that. He was a little grouchy. We thought we might have to shoot him at one point, yeah. but no, <laughs> no, but uh, he came through it. He, in the middle of it, or did you ever feel like you weren't going to make it? Uh, <coughs> no, no, I, I, no, uh-uh. I, I knew that I would get through the, the treatments, and uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll know if, if they did what they were supposed to do. Never felt any fear. Good. <coughs> um, when they, they strap you down when they give you radiation, and they, they have this thing they stick in your mouth that uh, it's— it takes up all the space so that there, so the radiation travels wherever there's air. And so this takes up all the space in your mouth so that the radiation doesn't blister yeah. the whole inside of your mouth. Oh, it, that's it, good. You know, yeah. Uh, so you're stuck with this big glob in your mouth and your head is clamped down. <laughs> uh, that's not a real good feeling, but it, it only takes 10, 15 minutes to, to do the radiation. So, um, the only trepidation I had was was that, knowing that um, with the chemo, you might have an upset tummy, mm -hmm. and, uh, and you did. Uh, well, yeah, but thank thank goodness, never when I was strapped down. Oh, because, amen. Oh, yeah, um, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that that was the only you know thing that that I had any trepidation. I was never fearful, um, and I'm not fearful now, and that's. Uh, that's God. Uh, you know, everything is in my blessed controller's control. So yeah, uh, I and the prognosis is good. They they were pretty mm -hmm. uh, they were pretty excited about the prognosis being a good one. Yeah, and I, and I and I'm in 
full uh, full belief that this is it's over. Uh, yep. You know. Well, he told me that they made a mask. They strap him down. They fill up his mouth with that thing, and I immediately yeah. called them and said, "After you finish, can, can, can I have you, it? Can we get that? <laughs> <laughs> you know." No, uh, I never felt like he wasn't going to make it through this. Um, I just, um, my biggest thing, as I said to you guys and to him, was the sore throat and the sickness. And I didn't even know that he'd get sick. My mother passed away from cancer a few years ago, and she had the chemo and the all that, and I thought she was going to get sick because she, everything kind of made her sick. She didn't have a real solid constitution. But you know what? They gave her that anti-nausea medicine. She mm-hmm. never got sick. So I was hoping that for you. Yeah, And, and quite honestly, there was, the sickness was not anywhere near the worst part of it. So No, the thing yeah. I thought was going to be worse was what it was, the, the blistering, blistering in the yeah, throat. That, that, but but that's, that's behind me. I, I, like I said, I just feel like I have a sore throat, and I, I carry water. Sure. I have water right here because right. you have to keep your, your vocal cords and such moist. Well, wet. sure. And uh, at the moment, uh, nothing's really working in there, so the saliva isn't what it should be. So, and I, he's he is starting very slowly to get some of his taste back, but he hasn't he hasn't regained where food is pleasurable. Uh, once in a while, he can taste stuff again, right? Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, and it's it's better. It's better than it was before. It was, yeah, you're just chewing on a glob that's. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. Yeah, not good. But but now, you know, I had pizza for lunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, you know, he he will be able soon to eat the stuff I can never eat because I, I'm i diabetic and I handle the diabetes with diet and exercise. I work out an hour a day and try to eat right. I didn't really today, but I try to eat right so that I don't have to take anything for it. But it's sometimes very hard to pass by the apple pie and the <laughs> oh boy, huh? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. I tend to be a little thinner than I used to be, but but that's okay. And I'm I'm gonna have to take up the same constitution you you show <laughs> and, and pass by that apple pie because, as you well know, I've I've always been a a dessert kind of a guy. He is. He'd have two or three desserts at night. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he was proud of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was part of my, my meal. Yeah. And I would love to have two or three, but I would hide it. <laughs> no, uh, but you know, a little bit about our friend, Mike here, he was out on the streets for, well, not out on the streets in the parks for 13 years? 11. It? 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. And but, I attended the mission uh, yeah. quite often. Yeah. Um, but what I really wanted you to know about Mike, and if you ever have had a pickup from us for years and years, it was most likely Michael who came out there. And and when I said that he's a great ambassador for the mission, I meant that. And it, he has he has a is an extreme outgoing personality. And I can't knock him too much for that because, well, I'm kind of an extrovert too. But <laughs> you think? Yeah. But <laughs> the bottom line comes down that he's also, and he he will shy away from saying this, but I won't. He is a man of great integrity. Um, 
I have told you guys on air, and I've told him to his face, and I've told it to churches that uh, when my wife was alive, I would have trusted him with my wife. I would have trust. I would trust him with my daughters. I would trust him with my money, and if it came down to it, I would trust him with my life. I have no qualms about any of that because he's a man of great integrity. Uh, he cares about his friends. He loves the Lord with his heart. Uh, he might sell us all down the drain for his little dog, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which he also loves. But the bottom line comes down to that only, I mean, he was a man of in, of integrity even in his drug and alcohol days. He had a certain standard by which he functioned. But coupling that with the resurrection of Jesus Christ has turned him into somebody completely different. And I don't. I could not see Mike doing anything to anyone that would be detrimental to them. And so, so Michael, uh, tell us a little bit about that that walk. I know that you've told them before how you came to Christ and and those things. But what kind of changes has he made in your life since those times? Well, um, as you know, yeah, I I. I had, for years and years, uh, gone to the mission, you know, night after night. There's a different different group up there in the pulpit, and there, there's reasons for that. You know, if, if you or I were to get up there four or five nights in a row, they'd start throwing tomatoes at, ah, oh, we heard you. So It doesn't take four or five nights for me. <laughs> Matter so, of fact, when I'm walking up, they're getting ready. <laughs> so we have a different church group every every night of the month uh, just to hold the interest that, that the word reach that, that particular heart uh, and uh, there be a change brought about. And so I always believed in, in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but I was never walking with the Lord as, as I should. Um, mm-hmm. How that change came about was, was slow. It was, it was slow. For all um, of us, yeah. sanctification. I, uh, I had almost left the mission. Um, matter of fact, I've told this story before, so I probably shouldn't get into it. But, yeah, I, w- I was going to leave the mission, and then a, a miracle in my mind in my heart happened that made me stay. Um, and at that point, then, you know, we have class twice a day for the men in the program where everything shuts down and they have Bible study. They go through uh, the gospel. Uh, and if, if they choose to, uh, to seek God, they have every opportunity to ask any questions That's right. uh, to, to and the word presented to you day in and day out um, that uh, brings about a change slowly yeah. yes. and uh, so I think that's what happened to me when I when I decided that I was gonna stay um, at that point uh, the poor pastors teaching the class say, well, well why does it say this here but over here it's it's kind of leads over this other way he and, still you know, does it <laughs> well there yeah they're, there's always being berean yeah there's always going to be uh you want to know That's there's right. always amen you wanna we know. should want to know and uh so at that point i i uh i, de- I devoted myself to to getting god's word in me i i uh 
did the scripture. We have scripture memorization for every single man in the program, but uh, there's only so much that they're required to remember. And then I chose to get more. <laughs> I wanted more. So I would memorize scripture and, and not just memorize it for the word, but uh, it, it's if you have it in your heart, right. it, it actually flows out of you. It, well, it, so what it, the Bible says. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't that funny. I have written my word on their hearts. Yeah. Yes. So. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. And it's, it's God working in us and through us uh, that allows us to bring him glory. And I'm grateful for that, for every little thing that God allows us to do in his kingdom. Me too. Um, it's a blessing. It's Amen. a blessing for us. It um, is. Even, even Adam, you know, the, what did God give him? He gave him a garden to work in, a blessing, you know. So I, I'm grateful for any and every way that God can use me to further his kingdom and his glory. And a lot of times I pray, I even pray that I don't know, that, that God just used me, but I don't know. And yeah, uh, for, for that, uh, I'm grateful too. So uh, the change came about slowly. It was through God's word, through people like you, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm serious. This man sitting across from me here at the station uh, sets an example, a high standard. Not always. Uh, I very, I think I've seen you angry one time, mm-hmm. one time in all these years. So, a high example of how a Christian man should walk and, and talk. Well, that's um, kind so of. So I'm say. surrounded with people like that at the mission. Uh, there's other pastors there, and it's good for us, isn't it? Um, we have prayer yeah. daily now. You instituted that. You know. Um, we do. We do pray every day. The mission, you know, we stand as a group of people knowing that everything is for God's glory. We only have two minutes left, but I just want to assure you that the Union Gospel Mission will always stand on the Word of God. Mm-hmm. We never try to fall behind or run ahead of what God has for us. It's not about the positions, it's not about the radio show. It's all about to the glory of God. If that time comes when Christians are so out of favor that we are hated, the Union Gospel Mission and its staff will be hated then because we will stand for Christ. Amen. Uh, There's no decision to be made. God has given us the path. And sometimes there are consequences that we're not going to like for standing for what is right. And, you know, we have been placed into the resurrection of Christ, but that means we're also placed into the suffering of Christ. And so we know that that could happen, but to God be the glory. Amen. 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 Right? Amen. And so it's for, for us, we just have one minute. Anything you'd like to say to the folks before we're off? Well, uh, we saw Jim Hughes come by today, mm-hmm. who's the been with the mission. pastor there. Yeah, yeah, been there 30-something years, yeah. And he was a man that gave me uh, the wisest little bit of, of uh, advice I ever got, which was read your Bible daily, Amen. spend an hour with God. Amen. And so I would say that to you, Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I would agree with that. Be in your word on your knees if your heart is troubled, remember that he is never going to leave or forsake. And so 
As always, my friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com ugmsac.com To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268. 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street. <music>